It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Wendy Jufrey, who is principal of Wendy Ellen Inc. and a co-author of the book, The Only HR Best Practice You'll Ever Need. Hopefully I got that right, right? You did. <laughs> okay, thanks, Wendy. Thanks for joining us today. Tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, first of all, and uh, what, what Wendy Ellen Inc. is and what you do. Yeah, so we, well, Wendy Ellen Inc. is an HR consulting firm. We call ourselves basically a generalist firm, which means that we can provide HR services from when an employee walks in your door or even before, we'll help you find that employee all the way through to when they eventually leave. And so Wendy Ellen Inc. has been in business for, in 2020, it'll be our 15th year. Uh, we work mainly with small to mid-sized business in Calgary, Edmonton, and we, we do uh, some U.S. affiliates, those kinds of things as well. So I had my start in the HR world at Shell Canada. So I was all big business HR. And then once I did my first contract in a small to mid-sized business, realized that's where I wanted to be and didn't really look back. So just been growing since then. How did you get involved in this area initially? Well, it's quite funny because right out of school, I was hired at Shell Canada and I was hired as a writer. I've got a Bachelor of Science in Psychology, minor in English, and I was hired as a technical writer. And it was right in the late 80s, early 90s, where another big uh, bust hit, and they got rid of all those basic ancillary-type departments. So I was moved into human resources and worked in human resources at Shell Canada for 14, 15 years. So it kind of just happened, I guess, is the best way to say it. And like I said, I've really never looked back. You know, uh, when you look at Calgary uh, these days, tell me what the uh, benefits are of, of doing business and, and being an entrepreneur in Calgary. Well, I think Calgary has a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs. There's a lot of us, that's for sure. Um, right now, a lot of availability on space and actually a lot of availability with great resources. There's a lot of good people out there. So as entrepreneurs, I'm either starting up a business or looking to broaden your business. There's a lot of good people to choose from. I also think Calgary has that entrepreneurial spirit, uh, Edmonton as well, but where, and you know, it's such a small world. And once you get into that entrepreneurial world, there's a lot of people willing to assist in Calgary. So mm. all you need to do is be willing to reach out, get involved in, in networking professionally, um, also personally through volunteer work, that kind of thing. And there's just, I find great opportunities and great people. What about the challenges these days? Well, I think the obvious challenge, of course, is uh, the economy, <laughs> the new federal government. I don't think I have to talk too much on that. So I think, you know, for industry as a whole, that's a challenge. You know, I think starting a business um, is a challenge at any point. It's, but it, with Calgary, you do have those resources to do so. But I think, yeah, I think the biggest challenge right now is sort of the economy and, and part of it too is the mood. So I think we have to kind of 
as entrepreneurs to keep on going. Like I think Alberta is historically known for. So, um, but yeah, I think that's the obvious biggest challenge. What's your book about? So our book is about um, demystifying HR and it's really, we get asked so many times about what are your HR best practices and where I would love someone to show me what they are because in our world of small to mid-sized business, there is no one size fits all. So our, our view of the only HR best practice is you have to take a look at the individual that's sitting across the table from you in a situation and the situation, which could be, you know, um, your business, uh, their, the, the history they're bringing in, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in your lives. So it's really bringing it back to that you're speaking to an individual, not an accountant or employee number one, two, three. And it's really, we take a very simplistic view of HR. So it's, it's that kind of thing. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times we get uh, a situation and we say, have you talked to the employee? And the employer's like, no, no, you can't talk to the employee. Whereas that's, that's our first go-to. Let's talk. Does it surprise you that in this day and age, I guess, that HR component of businesses and companies, uh, many of them still don't get it right? It really does surprise us. And that's one of the reasons we wrote the book. It's, it's very much common sense to me and my co-author. But I think what's happened in the world is um, so many people are afraid of saying the wrong thing. So instead of saying the wrong thing, they don't say anything at all, which in a lot of ways can be construed as saying the wrong thing. So it's really, um, it's surprising in one way, but on the other hand, People just want to stay out of court. They want to stay out of legal troubles. And they don't want to offend anybody. And you have to, I mean, the reality is you do have to be very careful nowadays, right or wrong, more so than you used to have to be. So I think that's really a big issue. What's your vision for your company uh, as you look forward? Well, I'm in a, personally, we're in a, a growth mode, year 15, and we've been growing what I would call organically, just client by client, consultant by consultant. But I think, you know, the place I'm in now, I want to strategically grow. So we have formed um, a strategic partnership and my focus now is on growth. So I would really like to be that sort of go-to HR firm in Alberta for those kind of businesses that don't need full-time HR, don't have the budget or the need for full-time HR. And we really just want to make it simple. That's kind of the premise. Don't make it more than it is. As an entrepreneur, what has been your biggest uh, business challenge uh, in those 15 years? You know what? I hate to say it, but I think it's me. And the reason I say that is because I'm much a doer and a self-proclaimed bit of control freak. (laughs) So sometimes I get in my own way. And I think it's really stepping back. I mean, we entrepreneurs talk about this all the time, working on the business as opposed to working in the business. And I think when you talk about what's the vision, it's now I've really got to step back and work on the business. And I've got a great team of people to work in the business. So it's now time to really concentrate on strategic growth opportunities. Looking back at when you first started the business, uh, what do you wish you would have known then that you do now? I think it, it, a lot of it is a mindset that I can be as big or as small as I want to. I think that's one thing. And, to, and also, I don't have to do everything myself to uh, realize that training and mentoring is it's really what I love to do. 
I think the other thing is it's okay to turn down business if you know it's not the right fit. Where I've tried to make relationships fit knowing that they're not the right fit. And I think that's one of my biggest lessons is right at the beginning. You typically do know when a client is not the right fit and just being able to say that. That's a tough thing, though, for entrepreneurs, isn't it? Because it, especially they don't want to when lose that money. Exactly. I mean, that's especially when you're starting out, or you know. And it's also a bit to me. It's also more of a. I feel like a bit of a failure when that happens. Whereas I think if I look at it right, it would be the other way around. That's the right decision. But yeah, it's tough because you're turning down money, yeah. and you got to yeah. do it in a way that you don't burn any bridges, or you know, there's you just have to be really careful. I know it well. <laughs> I've gone through that, that debate in my own mind many times. <laughs> You've obviously talked to a lot of people over the years. Uh, does anything resonate with you as the best single piece of advice you've ever received? Yeah, I think there is. I uh, worked closely with a business development uh, fellow one time at a client that we were at, and he always said to me, never use the word but. There's lots of other words you can use, however, nevertheless, but he said, I just used it, but has a, as a connotation that is often negative and can mm-hmm. turn what could be more of a positive discussion into something negative. So I've really tried to remember that. It's hard. I think it's a good piece of advice. Hmm, interesting. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing, do you think, yeah. as a career? As a career, I uh, always had an interest in being a lawyer. So that was always, I actually thought about going to law school a little while ago, and then I thought about, wow, it's a long road. (laughs) So I put that one aside, but I think professionally, that would probably be my other calling. Okay. And and as for that, like what what appeals uh, to you? I think it's, it's really more the challenge. I'm always looking for a challenge, but I think once again, you know, in the HR world where we try and look at people being treated fairly and ethically, well, also keeping in mind the confines that people have to get a business done. There has to be work done, mm-hmm. but we're, we're always looking at making sure that there's equity and fairness. And I think probably those values of mine resonate with the thought of being a lawyer would be similar. And I think, you know, I would be more criminal, that kind of law. It's not corporate law. doesn't really interest me. I've read a few mm-hmm. contracts and whew, I don't think I could do that for a living. So... <laughs> All right. I'm going to switch gears here and sure. ask you more some personal stuff. Uh, everybody has a bucket list these days, a personal bucket list. What is on top of yours right now? Well, this is kind of an odd thing. Top of my bucket list is I've always wanted to have a horse, couple horses, so that that could be my downtime on the weekend. So and I used to ride a lot as a kid. So that's probably top of my bucket list. It's that I understand that they take a lot of time. And right now it's just Mm -hmm. that I don't have that time. But that and probably more traveling. So what do you do then to sort of uh, create that work-life balance for yourself? Like what are some of your passions or interests, uh, hobbies? In the summer, it's a lot easier because we like to get out and do stuff on the weekends in the summer, but I'm a bit of a fair-weathered person, so the winters are a bit tougher. I work out, work out a lot almost every day, a lot of that with my spouse or my kids. So that is really a great way, obviously, for a lot of reasons to um, regenerate your energy and that sort of thing, spend some quality time with your family. So that's a big one of mine. But it's really also, I just like to connect uh, with my 
my consultants, my colleagues, and on a different level other than talking about specific projects. And it's, it's interesting what kind of ideas can come up from just sitting around having a glass of wine and chatting. True. Are you a reader? Like, it's funny because in these days and uh, this day and age, whenever I ask this question, a lot of people say, well, I don't read uh, books anymore. Uh, do you read books? I actually read a lot. I love books. What, what um, are you reading uh, right now? Well, I'm re- right now I'm reading The Testaments with uh, the Margaret Atwood book. Yeah, I love reading. Have any reader full of books. There's nothing like a nice, fresh, hard copy book, though. And is there any particular kind of book that you like to read? Well, I prefer fiction. It's all kinds of fiction. You know, I'm not a, to be honest, I'm not a big business book reader. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we wrote our book sort of more storytelling, because I find those books easier to read. And some of the business books I've read that way, I can get through them and, and I understand them more than a academic type business book. So I'm, when I read, I like to be taken somewhere totally else than it, my, my real life. Now, if someone was to ask you to describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? I really think the word would be committed. Because no matter what I do, whether it's volunteerism, which I do a lot of, you know, any project I take on or any, any commitment, I just 100% in. And that's the same with business, clients, work. And, you know, I, the reality is I, I expect that of other people I come in contact with, too. So I would have to say I committed it would cover all aspects of my life. Now, you mentioned earlier uh, traveling. Is there any one place outside of Calgary? Is there any one place in the world that you would consider your favorite place? So far, I've got a lot of places I want to see, but so far, probably Tuscany. Tuscany, oh, wow. I've been there a couple of times, and it's just the peacefulness, the, the beauty, of course, the wine, you know, the food. It's just, yeah, and I just find the people, the villages, it's probably my favorite place right now. But I got a lot to see still. Being Italian, I know it well, yes. <laughs> and the wine, too. <laughs> Do you have a daily routine uh, that you follow almost like without fail? Unfortunately, yes. I think I'm a little boring that way. I get up early. I'm an early riser, 5, 5.30. And then I like having my time in the morning. I get a bit of work done where I either pre-plan emails, pre-plan projects, and I like to sit there and read the paper and watch the news at the same time. I find I'm one of those old school that really like the physical paper with a cup of coffee. Nobody's up. And it gives me something. What I like about it is it gives you something to always icebreak. If you meet someone new or you have a new client meeting, you've got something in your head that can start a discussion. So that's really my morning. And then it's work, work, work. And like I said, I work out almost every evening. I'm going to present a scenario to you and uh, see how you respond. Okay, so imagine a beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth and no internet. Uh, We're going to drop you off there. There's going to be no technology at all. But at any time, you can use the phone booth to call us and a boat will come and pick you up. How long do you think you would last before making that phone call? And what do you think you would do to spend your time while you were there? Well, that's a good question. As long as there's really no big, huge, creepy bugs and stuff like that, I probably <laughs> could spend a lot of time there. I actually don't 
really get the opportunity to 100% unplug, even on vacation. I think most entrepreneurs would relate to that. So not being able to, I would probably, I'd probably say I'd last a week. You know, I would just probably sleep a lot, relax, sit by the water. Hopefully there's some good fruit. <laughs> really just enjoy, enjoy the quiet, I think is really what would be uh, uh, wonderful. Okay, great then. Is there anything you'd like to add, Wendy, before you leave us today? You know, I think just talking sort of in my field, you know, I think it's uh, Calgary's a great place to work. I think Calgary's a great place to be an entrepreneur. I have a lot of wonderful business connections and friends who are also entrepreneurs. The other thing I think that, you know, we as entrepreneurs have to remember and business owners, whatever, is we've got a lot of generations working in the workforce together right now. And I think it's super important to embrace them all and they all have their own value and strengths and challenges at the same time. And I think it's going to make for a really interesting working world moving forward. As they say, yet another generation is moving into that working world. I'm really just in a great place right now being an entrepreneur in Calgary. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, Wendy, and being our guest on Calgary's podcast. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.